0: Head injuries can happen in almost every type of sport, resulting in concussion or brain trauma that can have serious long-term effects. That's why it's critically important to choose a doctor that specializes in brain injuries. Call Dr. Elizabeth Eversall at 469-726-2737 or go to her website, handmadehealth.com. That's handmadehealth.com. Well, hello everybody. Kenny Matthews, Billy Martin Jr. here on Falls to the Wall, episode number 24. My co-host, Billy Martin Jr., how are you doing today?
1: Well, with <laughs> our recent news, I guess I could be doing a little bit better.
0: <laughs> I understand. We'll get to that in a minute, but we do want to have, have you guys subscribe to us on YouTube and Rumble and Anchor and Spotify, please. And we like your comments and suggestions. Always much appreciated. But just hit that little drop-down menu and subscribe to us. That's how we can get a little monetary pay here for this weekly pod that we love delivering to you guys. Also, like us on our social medias, Twitters, Facebook, obviously, um, Instagram. We appreciate that also. And Hey, tell a friend, you know, something we always say, hey, you can use this for your nightly walk. You can always listen to this when you're working out in the gym. I don't know if it'll motivate you or not, but I <laughs> <laughs> guess it may depend on what time of the day it is. If you're a 5 a.m. workout guy, you might not want to listen to it. Then. <laughs> you know, but if you had a good day, tune us in. We'd appreciate it. I know that. Billy and I, we love trying to get this with you guys. We try to get some topics that are relevant for you guys and we think you enjoy. And we're not going to just try to do the same old newspaper stuff that you hear every day from all these other different various media outlets. So, yes, please listen to us and we will have some guests for you. I need to get with Billy this next week about trying to get, line up some guests for you in the future here. You no know, spring around the air. And it looks like we may have a little extra time on our hands. You know, we might we might need some guests to fill in a little fodder for us. You know, uh, you know, our first topic today we got to talk about. I don't know if you want to call it a lockout. I mean, you know, obviously the CBA comes to a screeching halt about 26 hours ago to this time yesterday. We've been talking about this for numerous months. And, Billy, wow, oh, wow.
1: Yeah, you're right. You can call it a lockout. You can call it a strike. I'm choosing to call it the strikeout because because it's a big damn whiff by both sides. And, (laughs) you know, come on. Right now is not the time for this crap. No. Uh, uh, obviously, Commissioner Manfred does not have a feel for the game. You know, we've we've discussed lots of things he's done that just shows he's not a baseball guy and never was. But, dead it, man! He's a hard you know, attorney. They, they, wait, they wait till the last second on everything, everything. to actually negotiate and and talk. Why not make, make mandatory meetings yeah. bi-weekly? Just say, all right, we're going to go with last year's deal one more time, but we're meeting every Tuesday and Thursday for three hours for the duration of the season until we get it done. Just force those two guys to sit together in a room, and I don't care if they sit and just give each other the finger for three hours. Do it, and, and maybe we'll get lucky and something will happen. Well, Billy,
0: think about this. December 1st is when this self-imposed lockout, whatever you want to call it, you know, happened. We didn't meet again until January, what, like, 10th. Yep. I'm like, where, where did the six weeks go with Zoom, the way we're doing things, with technology being the way that they are? You don't have to go fly all these people in or whatever. Why weren't these conversations going on then?
1: Yeah, there's no excuse.
0: Knowing catchers and pitchers are supposed to report February 18th. You know, I mean, you know, you ran up against a whole lot of, I guess, media self-imposed deadlines. We kept saying we need probably need to do it by this. We need to do it by this. And it took what? Almost three months for Manfred to finally say, well, Monday is the drop dead day. You know, he finally had to come out and say Monday's a drop did date. Last Friday, I think it was, or Saturday, I can't remember the exact day. Where was this urgency beforehand? And then, well, the players to say that they were not coming to the table to negotiate. Why did they not want to have this mediator, moderator twice? They voted nope. against it
1: twice. I mean, nope. if everybody's got to be tough guy. Everybody's got to be tough guy, Kenny. They, they, don't, they all want to walk in there. We're not giving. We're not going to give an inch. And it's so counterproductive. That's why I say let's, let's just force them together. And, you know, because all it does is hurt the game. You know, baseball is already in third behind football and basketball. It used to be the number one sport in our country. And it's not any longer. So hmm, you don't hear about the other sports striking, locking out, striking out. It, it's a bunch of crap, and they've got to figure it out because during this pandemic, what's been going on, this is absolutely the worst time to do this in, in the history of the game.
0: I think you make an excellent point. The timing could not be any worse considering the fact that we've already had two inter, uh, interrupted seasons already. <clears throat> You know, with spring training last year because of COVID the year before, obviously, the 60-game season, you know, due to COVID. I mean, don't get me wrong, 2020 is very explainable. 2021, we had a hint of this butting of heads last year about the start of the season last year, if you remember, you know, about trying to get the 162. They didn't want to agree on that in the extra playoff team last year. That should have been one of those warning signs saying, you know what, these guys are pretty dug in, it seems like. there doesn't seem like there is any wiggle room here, per se. And, Billy, you and I, we're kind of the outliers of our generation that really love the sport, that really do a lot of stuff about the sport on our own time. We're the outliers. The generation behind us, maybe 25% of those people care about baseball maybe, but are they taking their kids to the ballpark? We're talking about the next generation that's not getting to the ballpark. They can't afford to. They can't, can't afford, afford to. to and there's no desire. there's they're not being brought there to even have the game become part of their heart. They're not there. They're on their video games or doing whatever else there is, but they're not going to the ballpark. So again, you're talking about our generation, about the last ones that are diehards. The next generation, you're really cut. And then you're talking about another generation that's really not brought up on baseball at all, except video game-wise. What do you do? Well, Don't you have to be visionary enough to know? Man, we're I, on the edge already.
1: <laughs> I know. And I graduated magna cum laude from Texas Tech University. But if you named me commissioner right now, Commissioner Martin would have taken care of this. At that last moment, I'd have said, all right, you guys are okay with this, right? We're okay with this. Agree on all the points we could, right, that we got agreed. The ones we couldn't, let's roll back to the same plan we had in 2019 or 16 agreement and We're starting the season on time, spring training on time. We're not playing any of these games, and we're going to get this crap done behind closed doors. And and like I say, make them meet mandatory meetings. Every leader, you have to sit and get this damn thing done, and they will. They'll finally get through it and get past it and get moving forward because how do you – can we put a salary cap not on players or luxury taxes, but on ticket prices? What it costs for a, a family to go to a ball game? When you and I were kids, it was just like going to a movie, and yes. that was fun. Any family could afford it. Now, for a family of four or five, it's a damn car payment, and just a part. You know, just not everybody wants to do that. Uh it's it's not worth going to spend three, four hundred dollars for one night's entertainment.
0: Well, the commissioners, baseball commissioner has been bastardized since um, GMR passed. Unfortunately, you know, it's been kind of, you know, the players think that the commissioner has always been in the hip pocket of the owners. Um you know, unfortunately, the baseball players for the last 130 years have taken it in the shorts from the ownership. They've owned rights for them. They've, they've limited their salaries for so long that there's a lot of resentment, albeit some of it to me is not warranted. But there is some resentment as they are the enemy. And this is really the only sport where both the owners and the players don't like each other. You know, they're really, they're, they're, they're absent, you know, they, they are enemies towards each other. So when you try to get into an environment of trying to work, your vision is tainted on what you want instead of the vision of what's best for the game. And that's why I thought a mediator would have been perfect for this an unbiased party. Somebody that knows the law can look at all the facts can go through this and put his research team and say, Hey, this, 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 and maybe that would have got people off the fence, but one thing got in the way, Billy,
1: effing pride, That's pride. Why did not you go? Yep, absolutely. You know, even if even if they couldn't decide on a on a mediator, how about get a group together? How about get a group of baseball people? Take take somebody from each field. Take a take a former coach. Uh, a former player, a, a, a former agent, uh, a, a former general manager. Um, what about Peter? A, you know, somebody
0: like that that knows what the television and all that other stuff is kind of
1: just throws some ideas off of his head. Right. Just have a have a committee that sit and 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 goes over this stuff with them and gives them ideas because they're not caught up in in the puffed up, we've got to win. we got to win. Everything's got to be a W. And they actually care about the game and want it to happen. I mean, Manfred needs that anyways. He's got no feel for the damn game. You know, we, we saw the way he botched the whole Babe Ruth award situation and, and what he did and how he trophy. dishonored the great Willie <laughs> Mays thinking he was doing something smart. It, the, if Astro me, the Astros yeah.
0: situation, uh, oh. the Astros the, situation, the trophy talking about the trophy, you know, the World Series trophy just being out. Know, I mean, he's a Harvard attorney, he's a great deal maker. Don't get me wrong, that's his strength. But from a public relations part, he's awful. I mean, he's he's, he's sporting the back, he's he's sporting a zero right now. And that conference that he had yesterday, <laughs> I almost felt bad for him because he knew he was going to get his ass kicked and he had no answers for any of them. <laughs> and, I go, and I've never seen Manford so uncomfortable in front of a mic before instead of yesterday. <laughs> and I said, and I go, Maybe that's good because maybe it was an eye opener to say, hey, the players are pretty dug in on some situation on some things. Obviously, the owners are dug in on some things. We're going to have to get these guys to say, all right, if we're going to make a deal, it's going to have to hurt both sides. You know, the players are mad and you know this as well as I do. The players, the last two contracts, CBAs they've signed, they've taken it in the shorts. It's padded the owner's pockets on that. So they're mad about that. Tony Clark is not a negotiator. Tony Clark's not a deal maker. And they had Donald Fear three times ago on that one contract. And guess what? The players did pretty good. So they're thinking, hey, it's been about a good decade and a half that we've taken in the shorts. It's time for the owners to take one. And the owners ain't buying it. And as I told my buddy today, do you think – who can survive long without money? Reinsdorf, Cohen, uh, the Steinbrenners, or that guy that's the fourth outfielder for the Twins. Sooner yeah. or later, there's going to be a cost. You know, they're going to say, "Hey, Mama needs to eat."
1: Absolutely. And, <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> even, and there are even more people like us that are involved in the game they get even harmed the most by this you know not not just agents but people that work at the ballpark that work at the spring training sites the 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 people that do shoe contracts and glove contracts and have all kinds of marketing deals going on in the 94 strike i not only i was representing the texas ranger manager kevin kennedy at the time and i produced his television show the scoop with kevin kennedy i had another 13 episodes sold out i was counting on that money kenny absolutely didn't get any of it you know and and the players are still going to get you know the players association has saved up money for them and they're still going to get stuff be okay Most of them, you're right, those end of the roster guys aren't. And
0: 69% of the people are of the players are not are making less than a million dollars. Now, I mean, seven or eight hundred thousand dollars, you know, I'm not gonna call them poor, but I mean, that's a lot of people you're talking about that are not making those multi-million year contracts that you know, I think the media and everybody kind of focuses on. You know, I mean, you know, that guy that's the 25th and the 26th guy on the team, he's making the minimum, which that was 535k with the old agreement.
1: Well, and and think about this baseball players have to pay tax in every city and state they play in. It's prorated. So you know, everybody that's maybe half the money he gets to keep. Maybe half of that. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe maybe. When they when they leave tickets for somebody, they have to pay tax on half of that ticket price. I mean, it, Clinton started that years ago. I mean, everybody wants a piece of these guys because everybody thinks they're all these multimillionaires, and most of them are not. Most of them are blue-collar guys just hoping to get five or six years in the show Absolutely. so that maybe they can get a You Pension? It's yeah, tough, think- man. I, I, and that's one of the reasons
0: why I think when Max Scherzer is speaking, I wonder how much of that is Max Scherzer speaking, or how much of that is Scott Boris speaking through Max Scherzer at the time, which convinces other players that he's right, which still is not the benefit of the of the of the major population. You know, the other eight hundred players in Major League Baseball. That I mean, they're sweating jobs. They're sweating day to day, wondering if they're going to get sent down or traded or outright like waived. I mean, so it's you've got a small sector that's calling all the shots, and they're the ones that can survive it because they've made their multi millions, millions on millions on millions. Are they leaving it a better game? You and I both have talked about this for the last three or four months. The game's getting worse. The game's not, it hasn't gotten better in a long, long time. I thought after the steroid era, we're going to clean things up. You know, I thought we'd get back to pitching. Remember, that was a big thing. The pitchers were getting rocked all the time. Pitchers started making, you know, making outs again. But that was because the batter's approach was completely different. We wanted to pay the guy to hit 40 home runs and bat at 225, 10, 11 million dollars a year. So what happened? That guy that was going opposite field said the heck with this, I'm gonna work on my launch angles. It's made it a worse game. The ship yeah. made it a worse game because nobody wants to go the other way. So I want to just ask Major League Baseball one question. When are we going to get better? That yeah, you know, just tell me when we're gonna get better. That's I know it's a million-dollar question. I know it's a question that will never be answered. But it's simple to me. Make the game better. Ben, I don't need 30 seconds between every damn pitch so you can rearrange your batting gloves, kick off your cleats. I don't need all that. I don't need walk-up music and all that other crap. I just, I really don't. I just want the game back. Give me the game from the 80s. I'm fine with it from the 80s. I'm good with
1: it. Yeah, me too. I I loved the game back then. It's funny you say that. I was talking to one of my former clients uh, who has a thousand batting average in the major leagues. By the way, he was one for one. Never be beat. uh, (laughs) When he was coaching at Duncanville High School several years ago, he and Brandon Fahey were the the coaches there. Yeah, I remember Fahey. They had a terrible team. They knew they were terrible. So they made their pitchers work so ridiculously fast because they thought, you know what, this will give us an advantage. Nobody else is doing this. These hitters won't be ready. You know, they talked to every umpire before the game and said, you want this to end quick, let our guys work. They're going to work faster than anybody you've ever seen in your life. (laughs) He, he said they had a seven-inning game that lasted 57 minutes. Wow. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And, and the other side wasn't, wasn't doing what they were doing. So I so think both sides were doing it. I mean, it, there, there are ways to make the game better. And, and obviously, I'm an agent. I should be for the Players Association here. And, and, and I am. But I can step back and put myself in the owner's shoes too. Because if you think about it, think about it for a minute. If that was your team, you owned it, right? And, and, and it was your father's and his father's before him. And it's your company. It's your business. You know, how... When do the inmates get to run the asylum? I mean, I, I can see their point. I can see their. Sure. Them wanting to dig in. I mean, I get it. I get, get both sides. That's why they have to have a mediator or they have to, like I say, rock, paper, scissors, figure this stuff out and go, you know, trade blows, do something.
0: The pissing contest should have been over in December.
1: We oh, had a absolutely.
0: lot of that. And it should have been over then. It should have been, let's, you know, know what would have been great and what would have it all season long. Yes. All season long. We could have gotten this done and silently behind closed doors where nobody knows about it. And at the end of the world series that, you know, you had all that, you know, hype going in goodwill. You come out and say, here's an agreement that way you have, fall, the winter meetings, all the stuff that would have went straight exactly way, and you would have said, hey, baseball finally sheds a good light on itself. You know, son of a gun. That sun is shining on our heads, and we can stick our chest out a little bit. But we're the only damn sport from corona that's not that's missing games because of an agreement, labor agreement.
1: Yep. It's terrible.
0: I, it's I'm- it's ah. asinine. it's asinine to me. I wanted to I wanted to tell people so they would know. Here was the prior deal: the minimum was 535 k a year in the old CBA. It was getting moved up to 700 k with this new one, which I believe is like an 18 percent or 20 something percent increase, which is damn good in this environment because I don't see a whole lot of people getting raises in this COVID land. No, <laughs> I just don't. You know. This, then there's this pre-arbitration pool, which is, it was never, it, it's going to be new. They're going to put 30, the owner's going to put $30 million in this for all the people that win rookie of the year, or if you won MVP or Cy Young, or these kind of awards. And they would get awarded to these young guys with low service time, two, three, four years. That's free money. It wasn't there last year. So that's, where the owners are putting in now it's $30 dollars $30 to the owners. It's I know it's a drop in a bucket, but it's something. It's something. I you know, I don't want to minimize that. Then nope. this what we call the CBT threshold. That is the collective um, the, the collaborative um bargaining tax, tax, you know, the luxury tax. It was at 195 million last year. They were gonna start it off at 220 with the new agreement. And then it was going to go up each year in the agreement. Each year was going to go up a little bit. That's not bad. It's not bad. And they did not do the floor where they were going to make the Pirates spend 100 k You know, they were going to make the Orioles spend 100 k which was rumored belong for a while that they wanted to lease all these teams. Now, the one thing about this is what I did hear earlier today, and Billy, this would be a, you could talk me through this a little bit. The Pirates had a $55 million payroll last year, or 54-something. They got more money coming in from revenue sharing, the TV, the national TV market, and media rights than their payroll. That's not selling one ticket, one hot dog, one parking spot, and that's not including their local media TV contract.
1: Right, right.
0: I understand that people are upset about that because they're thinking, well, hey, you made all these trades. You brought back 21 minor leaguers last year back in here. You got you guys made a profit last year when I took it in the shorts because I didn't make any money because of Corona. You know, so I see why there's some animosity there on that part. But let me ask you this, Billy. This is the question. If I'm the Pirates, you think if I spent 20 more million next year, last year, it was going to make any difference in the win loss record? Nope. No, maybe two games, three games still gets you getting the number one pick in the draft or battling it with the Rangers. <laughs> I mean, so why is there, a, why make you spend money for the same results?
1: Nope. I, no, don't. I, don't, <laughs> I don't get that either, but, There are so many whys like that. Why do kids from the Dominican and Venezuela and Panama and the Bahamas get to sign free agent contracts for millions of dollars? 16 and 15. (laughs) When a good old kid from Oklahoma has to be subject to the draft. And why 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 are american kids punished by that process they need to either all be free agents or all be subject to the draft and i you know there there are so many things like that that need to be addressed you know there the, the universal dh well, ah,
0: if i've read if i heard today that was an agreement was that we're going to have the universal dh which you and I both know that was going to give another 16 jobs and pretty much that's going to be a decent high paying job on average, you know, because I mean your top end guys are going to make a lot of money, but I understand they're going to fill in the DH every now and then with some minimum wage guys or a million dollar guy. I get that part of it. But again, that is going to be an influx of money, but those jobs, I mean, you know, you know, there's no question Nelly Cruz sticks around for a couple more years because of that. Now he's got the Dodgers or somebody else that can bid on his services, not just the American League. So that does create, which they want, they want people bidding on players. They want teams bidding on them. That's what it is. They want a free market, but you, but you don't share the revenue. You can't. Do it that way, <laughs> you know. The Dodgers are not going to share their money from their TV contract with the Kansas City Royals.
1: No, they're not. It's not
0: going to happen. The the uh, I, it's a great story. There's a great steak shop in Cleveland, Ohio. Okay, that's great, but I guarantee you, there's 15 better ones in Long Island, New York. It's just the way it is because of population. There's it. Cleveland will never generate New York money. New York. Nope. it So you
1: can't have it both ways. Yes, no, you can't have it both no. ways. And you can take the other side of that too. Cleveland doesn't have to pay the rent that no, New York does. No. You know, they don't have to pay the taxes New York does. I mean, the guard Indians have it a little better oh, there. That's right. Excuse me. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, it's... Uh, it's kind of, I mean, that's, that's part of it. And that's, that's where each owner gets a pat on the back for owning the team he does in whatever market he's in. Um, and that's why I said you can't really compare the two labor
0: agreements from the other sports because the other sports, they share in the profits. They share in everything. in their national, you know, the TV markets, media rights and all that other stuff. So I think that there is more of a, hey, we're in this together bed. But you've got 32 different identities in baseball, you know, I mean, for lack of saying something else, that's really what it is. And they're not on the same level. It's just there's no way of getting around it. Now, in the NBA, yes, the Celtics are always going to be deemed the, you know, the criminal of the crim, but they're not any more better than Charlotte now because of a salary cap and they're sharing money that gives you a competitive advantage. You know the NFL got to that. Who would have ever thought the Cincinnati Bengals would be in the Super Bowl? Huh. <laughs> you know? I mean, they were the worst run organization for twenty for two decades, and here they are in the Super Bowl because we have a We have a we have a balance, and that's what baseball wants. But they don't want to give up the freedom to get it.
1: No, no, and it's <laughs> they want to but they they don't want they don't want to make some changes but they want to make others they're okay with this change and that change even the dh i'm sorry i love the difference i love to watch a national league game and see the pitchers hit just like i love watching an american league game and seeing the dh and i love hearing the arguments oh i wish they all had dhs or i wish they had none i think that was good for the game Double switches, and, baby.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 we, I guess we're going to eliminate that, too, with the D, universal DH. <laughs> Well, hey, guys, we do want to appreciate you listening to us, and we appreciate you subscribing to us on Rumble and Anchor and YouTube, and please do that for us, man. We really would greatly appreciate that. It takes less than 10 seconds to do just like. And when you go to Rumble, just like us there on when, um, when our pods there also on Rumble. Just hit the little thumbs up. We'd appreciate that also because this is what we want to do for you guys. We have a great time doing this, and uh, we're not asking for donations or any of that other kind of stuff. But if you can do that, that that would really help us out a lot. Um, I know we could talk about this CBA forever, but the other bombshell that baseball dropped on us the other day was Mr. Derek Jeter stepping down as commander-in-chief of the Florida Marlins. I, I was floored, but then when I saw that prepared statement that Jeter read out to us, there's some animosity there, and it seems yeah. like that there were some lines, there were some li- lines, uh, lines drawn in the sand, and Jeter said, "Thanks, but no thanks. I'm out the door. We're packing. We're out of sunny South Beach, Miami," and Ben Billy, that caught me way off guard, buddy.
1: Me, me too. Um... Because, first of all, when he did this deal, it was so Steinbrenner-esque that, <laughs> you know, and I know we've talked about this before, but George Steinbrenner, when he bought the New York Yankees, he was looking to buy a football team. He had a, he had a chance at the Cleveland Browns. And yes, sure, did. sure people, did. People talk about him being the, how he over meddled and the and guy like Jerry Jones over George Steinbrenner coached football at two high schools and at Purdue and Northwestern University. Think what he'd have been as an NFL owner. <laughs> Dude, I mean, him and Al Davis. Oh, he'd have elbowed Al Davis. Get out of here. He'd have been on the field. Um, John Madden would have had to tackle him. I mean, you know, it's been awesome, but but. He put a group together because he stumbled upon the Yankees being for sale for $10 million. Okay. CBS. I I think it was about $5 billion now. CBS. But but he only used $155,000 of his own dollars to be principal owner of the New York Yankees. I mean, think about that. That's just, that shows you what kind of businessman he is right there. Okay. So Derek Jeter spends $25 million of his own dollars in the purchase of the Marlins. And I don't know what percentage that bought him of the club, but regardless, he then made himself or they made him, you know, the, the top dog of the Marlins. With a salary of five million dollars per year, and isn't it ironic that he waits till his sixth year <laughs> to cash in his chips? Says five times six is thirty minutes. Wait so he got his investment back. Oh, and and he sold his shares in, of stock. Yes. Yeah, he did before he made his announcement. Yep. So he sold all that then. Came up with his now. Now I've, I've heard several different stories. Uh, I heard one that the ownership group was disappointed because they wanted him to be more of a face of the franchise and do more things around the city and and be involved in Gladhand a little bit. Um, I've also heard that he was upset that you know, like you and I talked about pre-show, uh, he wanted to go out and sign some bats. They, they shut that down. Um, I'm hearing lots of stuff. So hopefully I'll, I'll, I'll get to the bottom of this eventually because, um, yeah, that's a weird one for me. I, I don't get it. I don't know where it really went wrong, but uh, I, I want to find out, you know, what happens? Does, does Donnie stay there? Does, you know, what's next? Because something's going to be next.
0: And think about on his watch, he's had to make a couple of tough calls there. He had to get rid of like um, Andre Dawson and Greg Vaughn, who were kind of working as, you know, liaisons for the, you know, for the Marlins, they finished their careers there. And so they were big in the public relations. He had to let those guys go when he first got there because there wasn't money to pay them anymore. You know, you think about um, Donnie baseball also, bringing him over there to the reins over there. He had to go through the depth of uh, Mr. Um, Hernandez, um, you know, the, the pitcher. Um, I You know, I think he's and, – and what he had a five-year planet. And, you know, if you think about it, just two years ago, they were in the playoffs. Now, I know that was a 60-game season. I understand it was COVID. But there was progress. He had to also institute that new stadium. He was, you know, when that new stadium was being built. So you could see steps. But I'm with you, Billy. I think there's more behind the scenes of what's going on. And it sounds like to me that there was a structure that was saying that this is what we were going to do with this plan. And I don't know if they tried to hide behind it with COVID. Don't know if they tried to hide behind it because the CBA wasn't done. I'm not sure. Maybe those are legitimate reasons why the organization came out and said these things. I'm not privy to that. But whatever it was, it happened quickly because why would you announce that the day of that? you think we might get a CBA. Right. <laughs> you know that? I mean, so obviously there were some harsh words and some frustration that came to a point where you can say it's not a rash decision. You can say it was pretty quickly, you know, a audit decision. Any way you look at it, the game of baseball got worse because he's not in baseball. You know, I mean, it's, you know, it's a better sport when Derek Jeter's in it. You know, there's a lot of people call him the one of the most overrated Hall of Fame players of all time and all that when we were hearing about the Hall of Fame talk, you know, a few months ago. All I'm going to say is that guy's a competitor. And so yeah. if you get people that compete, that's better for the game. You know, they're not going to sit and rest on their laurels and if you can make the Marlins competitive, that tells me you got something because Marlins are about competitive once every 12 years. And they win in world series and then they tear
1: everything down. <laughs> so, uh, no. and, and you can say what you want about. I've heard people say that about Barry Jeter too. It makes me laugh. He leads the New York Yankees in hits all time. The New York Yankees, who have more Hall of Famers than any team there is, okay? His World Series batting average is significantly higher than his regular season batting average, okay? To me, that's what a champion's all about. All that guy's done is win, besides being a rookie of the year, uh, like I say, a World Series hero, World Series MVP, all that stuff. He was a class act. Never got in trouble. said 20 always... years of
0: knowing trouble and a bachelor in New York City. And let's go on and say this. He was a half-decent-looking guy.
1: Oh, my <laughs> so, God. <I> mean... <laughs> Come on, man. I mean, he was a rock star. He so was a ball. I mean,
0: you, you couldn't keep Reggie Jackson there for a New York minute without having some kind of controversy. He did it for two decades. And I mean, I just I I mean from a PR perspective, that's a big hit for the Marlins. I mean for Florida. I keep calling the Marlins, yeah. I apologize. But yeah, I mean that's a big hit. I mean you can't sugarcoat that you can say you know you can try to save face with that but that's a big hit because you don't have much. I mean when you think about the history of Florida you think about those two World Series championships, but you hardly know any of the people that were on it because they were out the door before this next season started. So, I mean, there is no history. I mean, I think the Mark, you know, I think of Florida, I think of Charlie Huff opening day <laughs> the first time at Joe at, at the at the at the Joe Robbie Stadium. You know, that's about it. Him and Jeff Conine. And I mean, other than that, I mean, I know Miguel Cabrera started there. Mm-hmm. I know, but I know he was there. I mean, here's a Hall of Famer, but he's probably not going to wear your uniform when he goes to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> so, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, you know, I just like, any way you look at it, that, that was it was bad. It was bad PR, and I, and I know baseball didn't want to have that announcement come, especially that day, knowing all the the CBA was coming out. Almost a double whammy, in a way, PR wise.
1: Yep, and it'll be neat when we find out. The rest of the story.
0: Yes. I can't wait for the rest of the story. Because,
1: man, that's going to be great. You know, something interesting about all this, there are guys that benefit from it a little bit. And um, I've got some clients that signed minor league contracts with major league camp invites. Mm -hmm. So basically what that means is They sign a split contract, right? You agree to a minor league number, you agree to a major league number and they go to camp to big league camp trying to make the team. Sure. Well, there's an advantage for those guys because they're in camp right now, working out every day. The minor leaguers are in camp working out every day. So they're all getting to see the staff and get looks that they wouldn't normally get, but it's going to give those guys a little, when they do get their crap together and get this thing going, those guys that have been in camp this whole time are going to obviously be much farther ahead. But it's not going to matter to the Bryce Harper's of the world who are locked in, but it's going to matter to these guys that are big leaguers that have options that Absolutely. are guaranteed to make the team right mm-hmm. so, mm, you so know, what do they do
0: some of those middle relievers some of those fourth and fifth outfielders your third oh. string catcher those guys that can still go in and get some work out and and here is another thing i will tell you is remember last year when they did do the spring training in, uh, in arizona and everything remember how hot it was in the month of uh, march last year Imagine if this thing goes on for another month or so. Can you imagine doing those spring training games in Arizona in in late April? Or, you know, it's going to be hot. And, I mean, you and I both know when you get overheated, that also has a tendency to cause injuries because you try to fight through it when you should probably just rest. But you've got a limited schedule and time to get all of your stuff done now because of that. And the last hit, I would say, on that, it's the 75th anniversary of Jackie Robinson on April 15th this year. You yep. may not have any game. How do you celebrate yep. that day without a damn game? Uh, I don't <laughs> I don't think Branch, Ricky, and Jackie ever thought we'd be fighting over millions of dollars in service years for what they did.
1: No, no way. And that'd be a great goal. To try to make sure we get the game played for that day although to be real honest you know for so many years april fools was opening day yeah. right which i love and i've always felt like april 2nd should be jackie robinson day um because that's four two and his number was 42 i mean
0: can you imagine what the celebration was going to be at Dodger Stadium this year if they had a home game for that day? I mean, you know, how many people would have watched, this, not, not even a fan of the game, that would have just turned on the TV just to see the celebration and what it was all about? I mean, I mean you you've got to try your best to try to have some active game for that day because I think if you don't, it's going to bring a lot of attention to the game, but then you're going to wake up on the 16th and go, we don't have ballgame. Nope. And it takes away all the, all the great press and goodwill that you had the day before. I mean, again, it's baseball stubbing its toe, putting both feet in his mouth. It's, you know, all the, all the metaphors you want to put out there for baseball, it's there. I was thinking of doing a thumbs up and thumbs down, but I think you already know what the thumbs down is. <laughs> you know, it's the entire baseball world.
1: <laughs> I think it's giving the finger down.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that's just the easiest way to say it. You know, I mean yeah. I I, you know. Anyway, I hopefully, hopefully it's not you no know, May 1st. You know, hopefully it's not a half a season, whatever it may be. I'm not going to be one of those guys that say I'm never going to watch the game and not going to go to the game and all that. I think that that goes on deaf ears. I think when it's July 22nd and there's nothing on TV and, you know, the Ranger game's on and the Yankee game is on, I'm going to be watching. I'm not going to, you know. And maybe baseball's counting, counting on more people like me. Saying, hey, you know, this guy's gonna come back regardless of how long we stay out. Maybe they are, but I'll tell baseball this: there's not many me. <laughs> there's not many me. <laughs> You're overestimating that for sure. <laughs> and I said, we, we, we knew what it was like to, you know, when COVID hit to not have to watch sports in baseball in May and June and April. I mean, we've we've already we've already had a test run with this not too long ago. No, so some, me fans, me.
1: some fans do not come back. No, you know, no, no fans do not come back from that because they just realized, eh, I don't need it. I don't no miss man. it. I'd rather watch, I'd rather watch Netflix, whatever. That? Watch what is kids this play. It's just angers fans and makes them do this and That's not funny. what we need right now. Nope. Nope.
0: Well, we will leave you guys with that. We know we've been going long with the pods here, so we want to keep it trying around 40, 45 minutes. So, but Billy, you know, hey, I wish we could have came in a better, wish we both would have came here and jumped around and had our baseball jerseys on. Pine tar and a big chaw in the <laughs> mouth. <laughs> Black, yes. yeah, <laughs> you know, flip them in the batting gloves. I thought I thought we might kick up some dirt, but you know what? All we ever did was we got dirt kicked in our face again. So you know, hopefully these meatheads on both sides will come to some kind of agreement, or a moderator will come in and try to do this and get things facilitated towards an agreement. Sooner the better. I'm not near as optimistic now that we are going to miss the first two series. Um, I have a feeling that would be I have a feeling that you're going to add to that because they're not meeting. So you are not going to get an agreement. Everybody's at home, and said, mm-hmm. "I right, took my ball home. Nobody's playing.
1: <laughs> you know, so. well, when they wake up in the morning, and go, "What we'll thing? we got agreement today?" Yeah, oh No. So. go meet get get some work done
0: yeah
1: yep leg wrestle leg wrestle do what you got to do come on yeah
0: so my us being in the metroplex i will make sure to get over to some frisco rough rider games you know <laughs> i'll try to get over to Cleveland maybe and see a little series over there maybe the monarchs will be coming into town and i get to see my buddy Danny mon over there and you know hey i don't mind i mean as long as it's baseball to me, I'll watch it. I will watch it. And I don't mind making the drive out there. And at least when I know I go out there to go see Cleveland, I just might have to just bring my debit card instead of a credit card to enjoy the game. I don't have to worry about saying, oh gosh, man, I'm gonna put this on credit card. I don't have enough cash on me <laughs> to buy this hot dog. <laughs> But anyway, we do appreciate you listening to this. We will be back next week with episode number 25. Thank you so much, Billy. I enjoyed the heck out of it. I'll see you next week, buddy.
1: Absolutely.